Shabbat shalom. Have you seen Black Panther yet? Some of you? I went to an early morning screening this week for research purposes, of course. I was in Florida visiting my parents. How shall I put this? It's a unique experience to spend three days at a senior living facility with my 90-something-year-old parents and 200 of their closest friends. Those of you fortunate enough to have senior parents might recognize my desire to break from the mature crowd for a short while <laughs> and spend two hours with a young, noisy, and enthusiastic horde, a reinvigorating change of scenery in pursuance of necessary rabbinic research. So fans packed the multiplex, some dressed up in superhero Black Panther outfits and colorful African-looking garb of Wakanda, the fictional country defended by the Black Panther. The movie's social significance is that it portrays blacks positively. The main characters are black. Wakanda is the most technologically advanced country in the world, and to top it all off, women, black women, are its protectors. They are the best warriors and the most brilliant scientists. <laughs> Sitting there with an enraptured audience, kind of like you, but more high decibel. I understood how empowering it is to see your own culture portrayed on screen positively. It was the same sentiment I felt last year when Israeli actress Gal Gadot took the world by storm as Wonder Woman, which I also saw for research purposes. <laughs> but I was thinking, does it seem like there are more superhero movies nowadays? Every year, there are more and more marvelous Marvel characters that seem to grace the screen. Why so many superhero movies? I think it's due to the drabness of our times. We're boring. We're emptier, more self-absorbed. We're desperate for heroes. We're so shallow that it doesn't take too much to manipulate American minds. Our enemies know this. All the Russians needed to do was create a few website and Twitter accounts and film a few YouTube videos about some outlandish made-up event and millions of Americans fell for it. The effort would not have succeeded if we were not already predisposed and susceptible to manipulation. There is rot in our soul. We feel it. We don't want to be this way. 
but we can't break out of it. Fundamentally, it is not a political crisis, although it is reflected through politics. At its core, our crisis is spiritual. We seem to have lost our way. We are unable to distinguish between good and bad, truth and falsity. The real news is that we are so much fake news. There are few heroes to look up to or role models to admire. So why not Wonder Woman and Black Panther? At least Superman takes his job seriously to represent truth, justice, and the American way. But every now and again, something happens to remind us that this is still a great country, and its best days are still ahead. Every now and again, we become aware of the many unsung heroes among us. Bursting into public view this week were those amazing Florida teenagers. From Stoneman Douglas High School, heroes, superheroes. Their astonishing poise, their simple dignity, their emotional and intellectual intelligence, their wisdom, their determination, their capacity to be distinguish between right and wrong, between truth-telling and BS. Did we even know that we had so many young people like this in our country? There must be millions of them hiding in plain, in plain sight. Those kids made us feel better about ourselves. They lifted us up, if only temporarily, from this dispiriting heaviness. They inspired us to believe that we can be better. The definition of a superhero. I spend a lot of time with American youth. It's fashionable to dump on them. They're screen-addicted, spoiled, self-absorbed adolescents. They can't tolerate criticism because everyone gets praised all the time by their hovering helicopter parents. They receive trophies for last place because the most important thing is to show up. They need safe space to protect their fragile egos. There's some merit to this, of course. But I have always had so much hope in the youth of America. In so many ways, they are so much better than we were at that age. 
For the life of them, they cannot understand or accept discrimination on the basis of color, creed, or sexual orientation. They are quick, decent, and sensitive. Do yourselves a favor and Google those Florida kids. In the midst of this shattering loss, They've risen from the dunghill of grief and with exceptional eloquence, irresistible force, and devastating simplicity told the unvarnished and unsparing truth. It is insane that American school children are sitting ducks for assassins. It doesn't have to be this way. You adults, fix it. You're the adults. We're the kids. Do yourselves a favor and Google, for example, David Hogg, a Stoneman Douglas senior. He's so articulate that conspiracy theorists accuse him of being an actor, a crisis actor. The accusation went viral, an example of the very emptiness exploited by the Russians. Hogg responded, The only time you do anything that matters is when people try to stop you. How does he know that at such a young age? It's something that Martin Luther King could have said. I want to turn to these young people in our congregation and anyone else who might stumble upon this online. This country is in trouble. America needs you. It shouldn't be this way, but it is. We have failed in our responsibility to protect you, to take care of you, and to ensure that your school is a peaceful place of learning. We have been unable to untie the Gordian knot of gun violence. We need your help. It matters. You are already making a difference. In one week, the knot has been loosened ever so slightly because of you. Remember, American youth have changed the course of this country before, when their parents were paralyzed by ethical confusion, political paralysis, or moral ineptitude. It is your time now. The Bible states that the old shall dream dreams, but the youth shall see vision. We need the qualities of youth now, not in an age-related chronological sense, but in mindset. We need imagination, determination, creativity, self-confidence, a can-do spirit, passion, energy, idealism, the capacity to vision, 
a willingness to rise above the inertia that weighs the rest of us down. These are qualities that you, the youth, possess in abundance. Do not get discouraged. Do not get frustrated. Youth is impatient. Be impatient with BS, but be patient with political change. Lasting social change takes time. Engage and get involved for the long term. Vote. Voting is the most critical democratic tool to bring about change. Until you are of age, volunteer in the campaigns of candidates you support. And when the time comes, run for office yourselves. Everyone can make a difference. Elections are often determined by razor-slim majorities. Bit by bit, step by step, we will enact sensible gun laws. The people will demand it. The opponents are running out of arguments. Much of what is left is conspiracy the theories, media bashing, and inane proposals like arming teachers. Americans will not stand for this. Don't get discouraged. The dam will break the day after we thought it would never break. It is the nature of moral change. We saw it in civil rights, women's rights, gay marriage, and a host of social issues. We are seeing it in real time today in the Me Too movement. The dam seems to burst quickly but only after years of sacrifice, suffering, and struggle. I'll never forget my meeting with Walter Momper, who was the mayor of West Berlin when the Berlin Wall collapsed. He told me that the day the wall came down started like any other day. He was in the midst of a television interview explaining to a nationwide audience that German reunification would have to wait for at least another generation when his beeper began shaking violently. Back in the 20th century, they had beepers. He needed to get to the wall urgently, they told him. It had just been breached by thousands of East Germans. The wall of opposition to sensible gun regulation will collapse. And when it does, it will be quick. You students, you're on the right side of history. Your children's generation will judge you favorably. Do not be seduced by cynicism. Idealism is compatible with politics. Morals 
are at the heart of social life. Values are the core of policies. Virtue is fundamental to national character. Do not be intimidated by opposition. Look to your peer, David Hogg. You will be opposed whenever you do something that matters. That is how you will know it matters. Be heroes. In real life, heroism is unheroic. It is day after day, detailed and disciplined resolve when no one is watching. No one is cheering. Heroism is the sustained, purposeful advancement towards a moral goal when the gaze of the world has moved on. And you are left only with your grief, motivation, and values that sustain you. A life informed by principle, unwavering in your conviction of right and wrong, this is the real-life definition of a superhero. And what separates a hero from the rest of us. Ezehu Gibor, who is a hero, the rabbis ask. One who masters himself, who overcomes the inclination to become discouraged. As for the rest of us, we are obligated to participate in this, one of the defining issues of our time. I want our synagogue to help. We will have a public forum on gun violence in the spring and have invited political representatives to join us. We've also asked our Civil Liberties Task Force to research organizations we can support, including especially efforts to help American youth mobilize and march the tried and true American way to bring about change. Let's help these kids. In the coming weeks, we will let you know how you can participate and contribute. Those of you who want to get involved, immediately contact Tamar Yanai, our social justice coordinator. Most important of all, do not be resigned. The casual tut-tutting while 35,000 Americans a year succumb to gun violence is abhorrent. It is not necessary to sacrifice the lives of 96 people a day on the altar of the narrowest interpretation of the Second Amendment. Mass murder is not the price of attending a concert. School killing is not the price of getting an American education. Don't be satisfied only with thoughts and prayers. 
It disrespects the very religion in whose name you offer thoughts and prayers. Judaism is insistent. Thoughts are good. Prayers are better. Deeds are necessary. Thoughts and prayers must lead to action in Judaism. Good intentions are desirable, but good outcomes are required. Piety is in performance. Resignation is forbidden. To be resigned is to die before you die. Edna St. Vincent Millay wrote, down, 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 into the darkness of the grave. Gently they go, the beautiful, the tender, the kind. Quietly they go, the intelligent, the witty, the brave. I know, but I do not approve, and I am not resigned.